Hey, welcome back to Booked on Singency. This week, our guest is Christopher Mars. He's a model with 10 Management out of Chicago, and he's also a really dope photographer. Um, I was first introduced to the idea of uh, interviewing Chris through David Sanchez, the owner of Tin Management. Uh, David was actually one of the first people I interviewed for our blog series on Singency um, a year and a half ago or so. Um, and he was like, yo, you should you should interview Chris. He's doing some really cool stuff. And uh, he's a really, really interesting, creative guy. And so I was like, all right, let's do it. And finally, here we are a year later. Um, <laughs> sorry, it's taken so long, but I'm glad we did it. And um, Chris's story is super interesting. And he's just got a really cool outlook on life and a lot of great advice. Um, this episode is also really special because I have a co-host this episode. It's our very own Hanson Walker. He's our East Coast sales rep for Singency. And he is a photographer himself and actually shot Christopher Mars a few years ago. Um, so that's really cool. So I thought it'd be neat to have him on and he and Chris talk about photography and their outlook on the profession in general. And just, it's just really cool. So we have uh, three people on the, on the podcast today and I think you're really going to enjoy it. Check it out. Here we go. Welcome uh, to the podcast, Chris. Thanks for joining us and making time um, today to just talk with us and tell us a lot about what you do. Um, I've got Hanson Walker on the on the phone as well, co-hosting with me today. This is like the first time I've had a co-host, so um, I'm excited about that. Bring some more energy to the podcast. Um, and uh, for those that don't know, Hanson is our East Coast sales manager. Yep, that is correct. Um, this is my first podcast, so I'm terrified. Oh, you're doing great so far. <laughs> Chris, what about you? Is this your first? Uh, I'm doing good so far. Second podcast. Oh, right on. Oh, cool. okay. Yeah, Got some experience here. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, Chris, yeah, why, why don't um, we have you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do? Okay, well, my name is Christopher Myers. I am located in Chicago, and I pretty much, I consider myself a full-time creative being. I say that because I do photography, and then I also model, and both of those go hand-in-hand in the creative industry, and I kind of just move around the world through that way, like through that aspect of just seeing art and anything and everything, and just presenting that in my vision to the world. That's really cool. And um you're based out of Chicago originally? Yes. Okay, is yes. that where you grew so, up? Yeah, so I actually grew up in the suburbs of Chicago. Um, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with suburbs, but I grew up in a suburb called Downers Grove. So it's a little bit west of the city. Um, okay. Predominantly white neighborhood. There was a little bit of diversity, but predominantly white, and that was definitely an experience, I should say, growing up with the type of being that I am. I feel like as long as I can remember, I've been pretty artistic and creative, whether I was just like coming up with stories in my head, playing with like action figures or coming up with a whole bunch of different worlds and drawing, try it when I was in my drawing days, trying to draw and like learn how to draw manga and all that, all those other things that creative kids do when they're younger. Um, so that was definitely a... Were your surroundings Definitely. kind of more like working class, you would say, and just kind of uh, aside from the di diversity um, yeah. or lack thereof? Definitely uh, working class. My, like, my home situation was actually pretty interesting. So it was me, my mom, and then my nana and my papa, my grandparents. Um, and my mom is adopted. So my mom's full Puerto Rican. And then my dad, who isn't in the picture, he's African-American. So I'm a nice, lovely mix of from Puerto Rican and mm -hmm. then my grandparents are white and pretty much they're were very working class. As far as I can remember, they weren't I don't I don't even remember what age I was, but from they were never really working. They were all everyone was like my nana and papa were retired my whole childhood and growing up, so no one was really working. My mom was a nurse, so she was working nice because she was a psychiatric nurse. So she was going out, dealing with her girls, and then coming back home to me. And, um, but from what I would say, 
I pretty much they pretty much kept me busy at all aspects of the day, whether it was just putting me in any type of sport they could think of. Because I was that kid that was jumping off of the walls and climbing up trees and jumping oh, yeah. out of them. <laughs> I was always, <laughs> yeah. It sounds, that sounds just like, just like how trouble. I was, yeah. That sounds awesome. And did, yeah, did they encourage so, you in your arts and stuff, your your grandparents and your mom and stuff, um, did, when they actually, saw you gravitate? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, which is something I'm really, really thankful for because I know that some aren't that lucky to be encouraged to be as creative and artistic as they want. But my Nana was a painter. She was an English professor. So she was oh, wow. very creative in that aspect when she was working. And then she always would encourage me and like, encourage me to draw or to write stories and then I would like show them to her and she would either like check them or correct them a little bit be like try it this way or do it like this and I'd be like mm-hmm. okay That's let me great. go back and <laughs> like fix it up and try again so I'm very very thankful that I had her in my life but That's everyone my great. nana my papa my mom everyone never really discouraged the creative side of me which is something that I'm really really happy about because yeah. just obviously look where it led me <laughs> totally yeah and I, I think it's it's always great to have uh supportive parents in that in that respect i think the creative uh aspect of young children is so important i have i have a son myself and oh absolutely yeah just seeing him grow and like encouraging him when he finds something that he's really latched on to um speaking of like latching on to like a certain creative aspect do you remember like the first thing you really got fully i don't know uh, kind of obsessed about not not obsessed about but like really into like was it drawing was it um yeah creating you know uh scenarios or plays or anything like that um wow that's going like that <laughs> maybe it's too broad of a question <laughs> but yeah i was just curious if there's something that stuck out like that you're just like oh man i really love drawing you know and then you just spend all your time doing that for a little while but definitely i would definitely say drawing was the first Thing that I found where I could really express myself, um, I wasn't very good. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. I wasn't that good of an artistic drawer and sketch artist. But what I would do, I would always like ask to go to Barnes and Noble and go to the anime section and try and find all these books that will teach you how to draw anime and go to the public libraries and get all the books that I can and just try and like recreate. Yeah. The photo or like the image that was there, whether I was just oh, like nice. tracing it and then shading it and coloring it in, or if I was just trying to freehand it and just going off of like what I'm seeing. But definitely, definitely drawing was the main thing as far as I can remember. Writing, writing, coming up with little fictional stories was in there slightly, but always back to drawing because I remember always having tons of sketchbooks and just sketchbooks on sketchbooks just trying to just just doodling pretty much whatever I felt do you still have those sketchbooks by chance um the young the adolescent ages I may have a couple back like at home in the suburbs I may have a couple Nice. It's I always fun to like, and, like look. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's always fun to like do so, like when you go through your old stuff and like, oh my God, I can't believe I still have this. And then like you open it and just see like all the, I don't know, just like the nonsense of that time and place that you were, you know, like mm-hmm. when you were drawing like, all this. Where was my state of mind yeah. like, at this point in my life? <laughs> <laughs> I remember drawing. What was um, important to me? I remember drawing a lot of Bart Simpson. I was like, <laughs> for a while, <laughs> I was really obsessed with like tracing him, you know? <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, I never, never once drew, never had the, the want to, to draw or sketch. Um, but I do remember you mentioned going to Barnes and Nobles. Um, I remember stealing fashion magazines from Barnes and Nobles because I'm sure my parents would have let me buy them, but I was scared to ask. But every every single time I went to Barnes and Noble, I would leave with like a backpack of like three, three, three <laughs> stolen magazines. Oh <laughs> so Chris, like, um, I guess after that, like, as you started um, going through middle school and high school and growing up, do you you do photography too, right? Alongside yes, modeling, did, did I imagine mm-hmm. that had to come first before modeling? Yeah, um, but that. Honestly, photography didn't really come until later on, until college years. In high okay. school, um, 
in like grade school and high school, I was pretty much, I was very focused because I was in gymnastics. So I was a gymnast. So I was oh, wow. yeah. practicing about six days a week for like four hours each day. And that was pretty, just, pretty much my life was just going to school, coming home, going to practice, doing homework. And that was just the consistent, the constant daily routine. Did and you like that routine? Photography, I did like the routine. I obviously burnt out of it because sure. I ended up quitting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can imagine like quitting. it's such a regimented like schedule, like, uh, and you have to be so disciplined for it. Yeah, and that's the one thing I will say. That's the one like trait that I definitely got from it was it was it was a sport that requires a lot of, a lot of self discipline, which obviously is good being a creative and an artist because you have to discipline yourself to just continue to work and create no matter. If you have work coming in, if you're getting jobs, if you're just in a dry period, then you still have to just constantly create, just continue to keep the gears moving, you know? Right. Well, also, just really being aware of your body, I think, helps you a lot with modeling and even directing your models behind the camera. Yeah, definitely. I definitely agree with that. Uh, that is definitely something that gymnastics did help. Um, just because my main... My favorite apparatus was floors. So I was always tumbling and doing, flipping all over the place. So I definitely had to be very self-aware and have self, have a lot of body control and un- be able to understand the types of movements that I wanted to do or how I wanted things to look in order to make corrections and just improve. Um, so that definitely does play a major role whenever I am shooting or when I get in front of the camera, just having that awareness of, how the body looks on camera and how it needs to be directed in order to achieve the specific goal or vision that you're going for and looking for. So I would definitely praise gymnastics. That's amazing. Yeah. That's so, that's so cool <laughs> uh, to see that, like those influences from your younger years, like coming to play later. Yeah. Gymnastics, cheerleading. I was in all of it. So I was definitely I was a gymnast for ten plus years, and a wow. cheerleader for ten plus years, and that was cheerleading was high school through college years, and then coaching after that. Wow! And that I mean, just dealing with humans and different body types and shapes and personalities. I feel like it all ultimately helped me um, as a photographer and as a model, just be able because there's so many different personalities in the industry as well. Sure. And, Different body types that you have to photograph and you have to know, like, you have to be able to be aware and know, like, what looks good on certain people and what doesn't look good, like, finding the best features on people. So I definitely think yeah, and coaching, gymnastics. coaching, I'd imagine, is huge, too, just trying to, like, quickly inspire confidence or make people feel comfortable when you're directing them. Yes, yes, absolutely. That's something that, honestly, that's something that I didn't really put together until I was done coaching actually like because when i was coaching i was just i was coaching little girls i was coaching like ages 10 to 13 and then i had a moment where i was coaching teenagers from 14 to 18 so yeah but there's a big difference there yeah with like personality (laughs) and yeah maturity and stuff yeah (laughs) um yeah i was looking at your instagram and like uh your photography instagram and like the the shots that you have on there are so interesting and so unique and I can totally see the parallels now, like as you and Hanson were saying about um, like the shapes and the bodies and like the way that you you possibly direct the models and the talent. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. How did you get, there's, there's tons of, tons of like dance inspiration there for sure. Yeah. It's super cool. And it all kind of clicks now uh, as you, as I hear you talking about it. Um, So you got into photography in college. Um, What, what kind of inspired that? What triggered that um, fascination with photography? Uh, okay. <laughs> so photography was pretty much, I kind of feel like I fell into it almost because when I was graduating high school and going into college, I, um, I was the kid that had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. Absolutely no clue. Um, to the point where I was thinking of becoming like a pharmacist or a physical therapist and all these different career paths that mm-hmm. had nothing to do with me. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> like, just like, how who can I, I make was money? as a person. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I was just like, like, what makes the most money? Like, what do I think I can tolerate and just get through? <laughs> right. And then it was none of that. But then I ended up stumbling on graphic design. Mm, cool. And so I ended up majoring in graphic design, which is something that I definitely feel influences my photography and the type of work that I do. Because I was very much... I love like magazine layouts and like designing those. I love logo design and just coming up with a whole bunch of different <laughs> logo types and typefaces and just all of the the creative side and the artistic side of graphic design. But I got to a point where do you ever like just look around and look around at your surroundings and just look and see like these aren't like my type of people? Has that ever happened to you? Oh yeah, quite a bit. Uh, totally (laughs) so that happened to be a graphic design where i was like okay these aren't my people and i don't know why but it just isn't it and i had ended up i had taken a intro to photography class my freshman year when i went to a community college just for like a gen ed credit and then i ended up really enjoying it so i had remembered that and it wasn't until my senior year in college where I have finally said, okay, graphic design is not it. I remember liking photography and being really drawn to it. So I'm going to minor in photography. So I ended up staying an extra semester at Columbia in Chicago. Uh, complete my minor in photography. So that just helped me with a couple like lighting classes. There was a portrait class that I took, but I was At least you not- figured that out early, Chris, while you were still in college. Yeah, yeah, very true. But at the time, it still felt very like, okay, well, I still have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> Just testing the Do water. Do we ever know what we're doing? <laughs> Honestly, no. Yeah. And I think as artists, like especially, we kind of just go with it and yeah. just follow our passions and we just let that lead us. That's so true. And that's I what love, I'm doing. <laughs> That's so true. And I love it because, uh, you're right. As creatives, like your creative never stops. Like you're going to find, you can still hold on to the stuff that you discovered early on, but you're always going to evolve. Right. You know, you're going to find new things and that's going to take you in different directions, different paths, meet new people. Like you said, like finding the people that you find commonality with. Um, absolutely. Yeah. I think, uh, I think the creative and the arts like are so interesting in that way because, you're always expanding versus like, like you said, if you were a pharmacist, like, well, I might may do a bunch of uh, schooling to like get the knowledge there. And I might just stay there. Like, I don't know, you know, I don't right. know. I don't know how that person's brain works in that capacity, like with something like that, but creatively, yeah, you're always expanding. Um, all right, we'll continue. <laughs> so you're in college and uh, you're, um, <laughs> I kind of forgot where we're at, but you're in college and you're finding photography. Uh, you went from graphic design and you switched into photography because you were drawn to it. Okay. And yeah. Okay. Yeah. Switched into photography. And then once I, once I discovered a camera and like Ashley started taking pictures and of course, like beginning photography classes, you're outside taking pictures of whatever you see, like leaves right. and the sky, taking a picture of the concrete and like the pipes and all of that. Yeah, like literally anything just to complete assignments. And it wasn't until I was in that class and I was like doing well, but I wasn't like passing with flying colors because I wasn't photographing the things that like I wanted to photograph and what I was really drawn to was people. And so then once that class ended and I started going into my minor in photography, that is where it pretty much, I became introduced to being able to take portraits of people and working with people, even though as it's weird in, I feel like any photography class in general is just completely, not completely biased, but it's very opinionated and people are only going to, praise you or congratulate you if you're doing the things that they believe are specific portraits or what it means to like be a portrait because I know when I was taking my portraiture class I was having a very hard time getting the teacher or getting the professor to believe what I was taking was portraits because I was taking more of a surrealistic type of portrait where I was grabbing a model or a friend and taking them out into a field. And then I would like composite in a tornado in the background. So I was creating this wide 
yeah, I was like creating this full scene. And to me, that was a portrait. Whereas to say the professor in my portrait class was like, this is not a portrait because it's not just of this person. Right. Well, yes, it is because I'm telling the story of this person. (laughs) Yeah. So I struggled a little bit with that, but it never really stopped me or caused me to like stray away and think what I was doing was wrong. It kind of just pushed me a little bit more to be like, no, I'm going to show you that what I am taking is a portrait. It's just not your, your possible idea. definition of what a portrait is. It's my definition of what a portrait is. Cause I believe portraits are just telling stories of people. That's awesome. I love that. Um, Thank you. Yeah, that's really cool. I mean, and then that I, like, I wish, I hope everyone that's listening goes and checks out your, your Instagram um, and your, your website, because this whole thing, like I said before, really makes sense and it connects and you have such a different uh, outlook and vision on your photography. Um, Mm -hmm. So hearing you explain it really, really puts it all together. Um, I know you and Hanson have worked together too, right? How did that come about? (laughs) (laughs) I believe Hanson, you reached out to me. Oh yeah. Yeah. I went, um, I think I met with David at 10. Um, and obviously he was like, Hey, you should shoot Chris. He's great. Um, and he's also a photographer, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So I think I'd probably just hit you. Yeah. And from there, I Ubered on over to your apartment and we kind of just had our first and only session right now. We still haven't shot again, but we need to. Did you guys shoot for, (laughs) (laughs) did you guys shoot for uh, a tin management project at that time? No, um, I was honestly, I, you've been photographing for much longer than I have. Um, I uh, was pretty fresh when I moved to Chicago. Um, That was really the only time I had like, uh, I set up a studio in my apartment and could shoot whatever I wanted to. So I was just trying to shoot um, as many people that I liked as I could. Um, So yeah, I was just trying to, to learn and try things out. I feel like you're being so modest. (laughs) (laughs) Like, yes, you were like just beginning, but his work was beautiful. Like already. Uh, It's about you. It's about you, Chris. I remember like seeing your page and being like, Oh, I need to shoot with him. I'm definitely saying yes. Absolutely. That's awesome. But um, I mean, Chris, Chris was really easy to shoot. uh, And just like the, he made it, he made it really easy. You, I think being a photographer and a model, um, helps a lot and also being a dancer i mean you you really knew your body and how to pose um and even like you know your face and your angles you knew really really well thank you thank you i guess that's just a lot of time in the mirror <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's, not like, that's what not you like, have to do that's what you have to do <laughs> not like in like a vain way just like a lot of time just really in front of the mirror just looking at yourself and being like who am i looking at yeah Who's the man in the yeah, mirror? Yeah, that's what they tell. I mean, all the new faces, they say, like, go sit in front of a mirror and just stare at yourself, like, move around, change angles, just look at yourself. Have you ever, have either of you ever, like, uh, done that and, like, looked in the mirror and, like, discovered new, like, shapes in your face or something? You're, like, a new angle or something that you didn't ever notice previously? I just imagine, like, you would see every- new things, yeah. I look at myself in the mirror every day and think, what the fuck is this? <laughs> human what am just i <laughs> now i was just curious um I, i've never i mean obviously like i think we all kind of do it like you know you you look in the mirror like you said not not necessarily in a vain way but just you're just curious like wow you trip out sometimes and when you look at yourself in the mirror and just like who is that person you know like who am i really you know and you you kind of like discover your face a little bit each time and um i imagine like if you're sitting there practicing as a as a model um you know practicing your faces and maybe your looks that you would kind of discover some new things i think that happens like when you're uh living out in the desert like cody and you eat some mushrooms that you find on the ground (laughs) (laughs) oh my god my hair is floating um (laughs) for those out there that are listening that are like new to photography and may be nervous about reaching out and setting up a shoot with someone that they admire. How do you, how do you guys mm-hmm. go about that? Like how do you have any suggestions or recommendations about how to go about that? Do you just DM somebody? Like what do you bring to the table to make that happen? Um, for me, how did I start? 
I started back in the Model Mayhem days, so I was reaching out to people on Model Mayhem to model for me. And what is <laughs> Model Mayhem? Yikes. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's dangerous. It's, uh, it was like this. Like, my, like MySpace, but for models. Yeah, okay. like a MySpace-type platform. Um, it was kind of sketchy, though, so. Yeah, super. It's I like Craigslist. I that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but right now, I would... I always just tell, but whenever I'm giving advice to people about reaching out to different creatives or models or photographers that they want to work with, I always just say be very professional because I know when I, when someone reaches out to me asking to either collaborate on the shoot or they have an idea, but they're very like nonchalant about it, like we're already these like super close buddies or friends, it's kind of off-putting, hmm. um, just in the sense you of I feel like you're trying to get something out of me and you're trying to be friendly about it so I can be like, oh, he's cool or they're cool. So let me do this instead of just being straightforward and professional about it and stating your name, what you're interested in, why you're reaching out um, and have a good description of your idea or your concept. That way the photographer or the creative that you're reaching out to can paint a picture in their head of what, you're thinking and then go from there um i definitely wouldn't ever for someone or make feel make someone feel bad if they maybe don't have time at the moment or it's just not something they're looking to do mm -hmm. I, I just feel like the best thing i can tell people is that you're always going to get a thousand no's before you get one yes right um, so it's just being persistent, believing in yourself and believing in your artwork and what you're creating. And who knows if you don't find someone that can help bring your visions to life, don't stray away from the idea that you can use yourself and get comfortable with just shooting yourself in front of the camera because that's something that I have definitely done for long periods of time was just shooting myself and I'm still doing that now. Um, but just being very very professional and detailed um and coming prepared you can I do imagine. that through yeah. yeah be prepared i say you could do that through dm or email i guess just do your research on whoever you're reaching out to and see what the preferred contact preferences okay cool um, i was going to ask that next and i'm glad you mentioned it because with today's day and age you know like um everyone's on social media and that seems to be more and more accepted to like message people through that but mm -hmm. I would imagine like, you're right, like try and research who you're reaching out to first. And if they prefer email, like if they have an email on a website, I would probably do that first. Before. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Cause I know I have friends that only um, do business through DM. I know people who only do business through email. And if you send them a DM, they're going to ignore it. Mm -hmm. um, so it's really just knowing who you're contacting and, following their guidelines because in all honesty you're reaching out to them to help you out with the concepts so they're not reaching out to you so right. do what you can to make them comfortable and make them feel respected enough to where they'll want to engage in conversation and to see where it goes from there sure and you do um a lot of now now you're doing photography professionally um and i'm uh, do you remember your first paying job and what that experience was like paying job in photography yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> um wow i think i honestly don't know don't remember exact details because my memory is kind of terrible but i do remember that it was probably like a family portrait or just like senior pictures for somebody I'm pretty sure it was senior pictures for like a cheerleader <laughs> that I was coaching at the time. Okay. It was pretty, yeah, that has to be it. Was it, was it terrifying? <laughs> yeah, were you nervous? Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, think, I think money in commerce introduces a lot of extra pressure to photography. Sure. Oh, I was hella nervous. And yeah. just, because it's just one of those things because now you're going from just a hobby to doing it as a profession. So there's all of those different pressures that you have to deal with. You don't have to deal with what if they don't like the photos? What if you can't think of an idea? What if the lighting's weird and you don't know how to fix it in the moment because you're still new? <laughs> and 
Yeah. What, if, what if what if you leave with like not one single photo that you want to use? Right. It's so terrifying, but it's just something that I feel like we go through almost every single time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every single Pretty time much. for sure. Every single yeah. time. I feel like I still like book clients and I'll be like, wow, I'm still kind of really nervous about this. <laughs> like yeah. I just or really I'll, want them to like what I do. I'll leave a shoot and I'll be like, none of those were good. I'm so bad at this. But then they're fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. I suppose that's or good I'll though. Right? Self-critical. Yeah, I suppose that's good though to have the nerves, right? It keeps it exciting. It makes you feel like what you're doing is still something yeah. that you're interested in and you still have more. People, more re- people say that, but I could I could do without them sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I definitely I definitely think nerves shows some passion, shows that you're still passionate about it, right? Which is good, right? That's which is always what we want. Totally, I I think that's what I was getting at. Thanks, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I, I imagine like the nerves are definitely a big part of it when you're first starting out, and um, it's good to hear. I think I think it's nice for people to hear that it never truly goes away. Like that comfortability, like it always keeps you on your toes, you know? So I know there's uh, mm-hmm. a lot of people out there that like to listen to podcasts and are learn, you know, listening and learning from it and stuff. So it's uh, always great advice. Um, um, so, so David, let's jump over to like modeling now, like a 10 management. Um, David actually suggested about a year ago that I reach out to you. He was one of our um, first interviewees um, for our blog. So thanks, David, for oh, doing amazing. that and jumping in. Yeah, before we started the podcast, I was doing written blogs. And um, yeah, he was like one of the first people I interviewed. Um, and I just love all of our interactions with David and Tin Management. Uh, so shout out to you guys and thanks for being yes, for being David's awesome. great. <laughs> Thank how, you, David. How did you meet <laughs> David? Uh, okay, so I met David through my photography. So we've known each other actually for, honestly... I've been signed for almost two years now, or for two years. Awesome. Congrats. Yeah. And w- thank you. We have known you, I want to say for like maybe five years, five, six years we've known each other. Because um, that was during my, once I was out of school and doing photography, I was pretty much, I realized that I wanted to get into the fashion industry and it was something that was really intriguing to me and I felt I don't want to say like comfort in it, but I felt like this is these are my people. The people in the fashion mm, industry, yeah. they understand the type of being that I am. So I really wanted to get into it. So I was reaching out to all of these different agencies just to try testing, like just try to test with their models so I can like build my portfolio up. And funny story was literally every single one turned me down. Oh, wow. <laughs> to test with them. Every single one turned me down because... My whole book was fine art based because I was a fine art photographer. Mm-hmm. So I had to reach out to all of my friends and build just like different test shoes that I could put in my book that can show that I could show all of these agencies and let them know, like, no, I understand that the type of photos you want and I'm able to give it to you. And once I did that and I just was very, very persistent with my emails, I probably got a little annoying to some of the agents, but I just would just keep emailing them and be like, hey, I'm. Christopher Mars, I'm a new photographer in Chicago, trying to build my fashion book, and I would love to test with your models if you have any that are available. Right. And I would just like send that out like on a loop, <laughs> maybe once every two weeks or just something. So I was always like popping up on the radar. Yeah. And then I imagine from persistency there, I was, is key. You have to like yeah, kind of keep going. You have to be persistent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't <laughs> once every two weeks. That's pretty persistent. <laughs> yeah. So I was, I was probably a little annoying, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> it ended up working yeah. out in my favor because yeah. uh, agencies ended up did they did respond and be like, okay, here they would send me like a package of models, and I would just be able to take my pick my choosing and go from there and shoot them and try and get photos that the agency was that the agency would like. My uh, misconception or not misconception, my mistake was that I was still shooting for me. So I was doing all of these like artistic shots and the agencies were like, we can't use these. No. Like, we can't use your work. And so that was a bummer. So that kind of jaded me a little bit. Okay. But 
and I had met David, and from, I feel like the moment we met, we kind of already clicked, I felt like he understood me, and knew that I was artistic just from my appearance, because he's seen me through so many different looks, whether it was I had blue hair, or I had purple hair, or I was bleach blonde looking like a super saiyan. He saw every like everything about me he saw, and it wasn't until i say I went back for a meeting with him after my little jaded hiatus where I wasn't really shooting. So I went back and met with him, and I met with Jacqueline, who was our other agent at the agency, and I was kind of just sitting there talking to her about my work and showing her my book and just going through my Instagram so she could see the type of work that I do. Mm -hmm. And at this point, I had just recently buzzed my hair and it bleached it platinum blonde. I had just bleached my eyebrows. Oh, wow. So those are blonde as well. <laughs> and she was just staring at me as we were talking. And she was like, have you ever modeled? And I said, for myself. I've, I've done self-portraits for myself, but that's about it. And she's like, oh, okay, cool. Well, I think you're really interesting looking and may want to sign you as one of our like edgy guys and i was like okay oh wow just like that still, <laughs> yeah still very like very confused about what, what was going on because i was like i'm here for photography like, right. I want to shoot for you guys <laughs> and so then do i, I still get the job <laughs> yeah for photography <laughs> right i was like so am i like the photographer or no <laughs> she's like okay great awesome meeting and i was like okay cool yeah, left. I was polite. I sent a nice little, maybe a few hours later, I sent a nice, like, thank you email. Just thank you for meeting with me, which I recommend. Photographers not always do when you meet with somebody. Yeah. Here's a tip. Um, but thank you. Um, and she just replied and was like, yeah, so we want to sign you. Here's your contract. Uh, look it over and let us know if you have any questions. And I said, oh. Oh my gosh! Okay, so we're so we're just uh, g we're just gonna try this, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and at that point, and had you like had any like idea of like what it meant to be a model? Like other, you know, you said you you'd only modeled for yourself, taking self portraits and photos and stuff like that. And uh, at this point, when she's presenting you with the contract, you're like, oh my god! Like, what actually do I do? Uh, I knew like I knew what modeling meant because I was one of those I was obsessed with America's Next Top Model, even right. though that's like a, that's a whole other story, I should say, <laughs> of the modeling industry. <laughs> uh, but, so I had some type of idea, but I never thought that I would become a model. I never thought that an agent would be like, yeah, we want to sign you, especially because I'm short too. So that was another thing that I deal with, is the fact that I'm only 5'8", and when you hear the word model, you think of someone who's 6'3 or 6'1, right. super tall, these like godlike figures. And I'm over here looking like a little short guy compared to them. So that was very surprising. But I kind of just took it as okay, this is an opportunity. And it's something that I've been interested in, intrigued. It's never something that I thought I would be able to do. So why not and see what happens and just go from there? That's so cool. So, did yeah. You, did you have to think about it, it for a few days or were you just like, all right, yeah, let's, let's do this. Um, my initial thought was like, hell yeah, yeah I'm definitely going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> then, <laughs> That's cool. Then I kind of like said it and I was like, Oh wait, what does this mean exactly? Okay. Yeah. Now I really have to like be even more aware of my appearance. Cause I'm going into an industry where I'm judged on my appearance. Mm -hmm. um, I have to work out more. That was like, about be physically fit and active i have to do all i guess do all the things that i was already doing but now i have a reason to be doing it so that kind of helps push me to read through the contract nice and thoroughly and just really like talk with them ask any questions my one concern that i had was my photography so i was like you know i'm a photographer first like is this going to affect my photography because i shoot myself as well and like is there going to be issues that I have to deal with and they like very nice and just David's awesome. It was like, we just want, we want you to be a model for us. And I said, okay. So I ended up signing the contract and here we are 
two years later and still going strong. We're seeing what happens. That's so cool. <laughs> what an interesting story. Um, and I think, Chris, something important is like the a big misconception about the modeling industry is that you have to be like conventionally pretty or beautiful or, you know, buff mm -hmm. or clean cut. Um, and you're a good example of that. I mean, that's not what people these days are looking for. They're looking for right. personal personalities and people that are interesting. Um, mm -hmm. and most importantly, people that are easy to work with on set and like nice and kind like you are. So you don't have Thank to you. look any, any certain way you have to look like yourself and that's pretty much it. Right. You have to own that you are who you are and this is what you're going to get. This is me. This is what I represent. And that is definitely something that's been new to me to discover because I've always been someone who's been very, I don't want to say like self-conscious, but I've always been very much in my head and very aware. Like when people are either like looking at me weird because I'm dressed funny or just because they're not used to seeing someone with bleached brows, bleached hair, freckles, and all of this stuff. So it's like a little surprising for them. But it's really, I feel like modeling has taught me to, I want to say, like, love myself more than I ever have. Because it just teaches me to know and just, just know that who I am is okay and that's what people want. They just want someone who's confident in who they are, who knows what they're representing, what they're about, like you said, who's kind and easy to work with and isn't overly demanding, isn't all these different model stereotypes that you hear. Yeah, that's super and, important. And yeah. on the flip side, like the, the agency I was at in Chicago, we would have people come in like for open call and they look like perfect, great models, but they just, they you could tell that they, they didn't really want to be that or they weren't really accepting of themselves or they were trying to act like what they thought a model should act like and or they mm -hmm. just didn't have a good personality and even though they would look great and maybe like one pose in one picture that's not what it is so right you know absolutely. it just you just really have to be be confident i think is key confident is definitely key i, th I think that's so definitely unique key. about what you said chris about how it made you really kind of um appreciate yourself more um i feel like that's somewhat rare maybe in modeling uh, that mm -hmm. people uh, gravitate towards like, um, you know, maybe being more self-conscious because they, like you said, you are being judged on the way you look and booking jobs based on the way, you know, you are and stuff. And um, it's really neat and refreshing to hear that it kind of is the opposite for you that it like strengthened you as a person. Um, yeah. And, and I, I mean, as soon as David, showed me your stuff like your modeling and then I, I obviously found your photography through that um yeah i was like super attracted to the way you, you look as well you have such a unique style and um thank i you. think you look really cool i mean i can see how people would, like, <laughs> i can see how people in the chicago suburbs might like freak out a little bit but i was like dude he looks awesome like he's got such a unique interesting look and um with with some of the um commercial photography or campaigns you've done i i would have no idea how tall or you know short you are um i think some of those those jobs you've gotten have been really cool um is there hey, is there any you. job that's stuck stuck out in your mind that's been like a great experience i'm sure they've all been pretty cool but um is there anything that like has really stuck out in your mind um one that has stuck out the most i would definitely say i want to uh, i want to say <laughs> just because it's uh commercial client and more like e-com stuff which is something that like was very new to me mm -hmm. um so my work that i've been doing with finish line and jd sports is i will say is has been the most influential on me as a model i will say just because it's taught me like how how to build a relationship with the client as a model and how to like really get to know the team and just be friendly and supportive of one another and just really come together because you're there for, I'm there for like four hours a day and then it's literally just like constant shooting just for four hours straight, just going from look to look to look to look to look. And it's, it becomes like a routine. You like get to know everyone. I will say like that in the industry is something that I just should be known a little bit more as that it's really is about like 
networking and connecting with people. Mm-hmm. And it's not just about like, hey, you get booked for this one big, amazing job. And that's your, that's how you're going to sum up your career. I don't say it. I, I'll say like, I thought it was about that previously, but after working with like e-com clients and doing commercial type of work, it's more about really building that career and business relationships so you can sustain your career as a model and move forward from that and use that and use all of their networks. And sure. yeah, totally. I mean, like building these relationships so they can like talk good about you and share you with other people and their friends, will, which will get you more clients. So it's and yeah. people in this industry, they obviously like any industry, they switch jobs. Like if you have a mm-hmm. good experience with someone that you worked with on set at finish line in a year or two years, maybe they'll be a casting director for some other um, production house or something like that. And mm-hmm. that's, I mean, that's that's how it works. You never know who you're going to see again. You never know. I feel like that's another that's another thing that needs to be reiterated a little bit more. It's just how important it is because I feel like you just need to be nice to everybody. Like that should don't, just be a rule of thumb in the world, right? Yeah, <laughs> just be nice to everybody. Nice. Don't go in and be nice to the photographer, but not be nice to to the assistant. Right. Like you don't know who the assistant is going to become. Mm-hmm. Like who knows? <laughs> like. Be nice to everybody, and the nicer you are, the universe is going to be nice to you back. That's how I like to live by. One hundred percent. I think you you nailed it right there. There's so many times <laughs> where I think people just try and zone in on who's in charge and being nice to them. Mm-hmm. But there's so many people that are putting in so much hard work behind the scenes that, um, you know, and just like you said, being a good person, like just being nice to everybody. You know, say say hi to everyone. Um, super important. And I'm glad you touched on that whole networking. Um, aspect as well because uh, for those out there that are listening like that's what's really going to carry you through your career no matter what field uh, you choose Mm -hmm. or take I think um, you know building relationships is super important absolutely and I imagine with um, like those commercial shoots like where you're doing e-commerce and stuff you probably if you do a great job and they like you you're going to be back and seeing them again right oh yeah absolutely so yeah Yeah, you, you should become friends and get to know them and like yeah, and have a good relationship because you're going to see them a lot. Yeah, if they like you, they keep booking you and keep booking you, which is, as a model, that's great to have a consistent paycheck. Mm-hmm. I mean, in any creative industry, I feel like people don't realize that we are, as creative as we are, living job to job, and it's not just one constant paycheck every two weeks. So Right, because you get paid more, just by by your work right like there's no mm-hmm. like salary coming in from tin management it's it's based on the right. you're being booked for yeah just the jobs that you book a lot of times like in the creative fields you have to continue putting in 100 percent. you can't just coast you know like working right. once you get signed like there's still so much more work to be done and i was just curious like coming from photography and then j- transitioning into modeling like you know was there a big eye-opening moment like oh dang this is how like modeling agency works like this is what i have to do to stay i think it's yeah i mean going based off of what you said is pretty much i feel people think once you're signed to an agency that the jobs are already like automatically going to come and that's not the case it's more so and you're building a relationship with your agency and they're getting to know who you are and what you represent and they're using that to promote you to different clients and these clients have the option to either be like oh yeah he looks cool we want to see him and go then you go in for a go see or a casting but i think it's and i go ahead Hansen. i think also that that it's like i'm sure people aren't aware that it's a full-time job you have yeah. to keep your you have to keep your instagram up you have to every day try and show your personality because clients are watching you have to maintain your, like, watch your face all the time, um, keep your digitals fresh, keep constant contact with your agent. Just like you were saying, trying to get test shoots, you've got to email them, tell them what you're up to, when you're going to be out of town, what you want to work on next. It, it's not just yeah. it's a full on time set job. Yeah. <laughs> right. A full time job. Like, oh, that's just, great uh, yeah. 
especially you should and you should you should treat it like a full-time job too i mean you should set just like any other job you should probably be setting like goals and quarterly goals yearly goals clients you'd like to work with Mm -hmm. you'd uh set like the type of content you want to produce uh goals of how many followers you want to be able to get within a certain time span because clients look at that and they look at the amount of reach that you have as a model and who, like, what your demographic is and who they yeah, think. Definitely. Like, all of that is very, very important and key and just pretty much making being a model a lifestyle and not just a job, I should say. I feel like being a model is more of a lifestyle because you have to, like Hanson was saying, worry about your social media, worry about your skincare, your workout regimen, um, being just being stylish and presentable at all times of the day because you never know when your agency's going to call and be like, hey, I have a casting. Can you make it in an hour? Right. Um, you could be like, you could be how like super far from home and you just have to get on a train and go or get an Uber and you just need to be able to have your comp cards with you, your book. So I recommend if you don't have a physical book, just carrying around like an iPad or a tablet that you can have your portfolio on. Mm. So a casting agent can like scroll through that and see, uh, is that, that is just that, making, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, is that pretty common to like get a last minute call? Like you could be out like grocery shopping and your agent's like, yo, can you come down to this casting right now? And like, you have to have all your stuff like in your, your bag or your backpack ready to go. Yeah. I would definitely say it's very, I don't, I can't speak for all models. Sure. sure. It's happened to me. <laughs> It's happened to me a couple of times where I've been out doing something or I've just been like at home working and they're like, Hey, uh, we have a casting. Can you make it to this? And you have to be like, uh, yes. Uh, I guess so. I'll put this <laughs> kind of have to like, see in a bit. Yeah. have to drop everything because if you say you can't make the casting, sometimes it's, uh, it's looks bad on the agency. It looks bad on you because sure. if you're not booking out in your calendar and saying that you're not available for a specific time, agency is going to expect that you're available and you have to be able to go out during that time and go to this casting because it could be a special request and if they're requesting you obviously that already means you have an in and they're interested in booking you but if you can't make it you're kind of just throwing that potential job down the drain right because i i think also another misconception and a point that i kind of would like to make is that as a model, you should be as interested in your career as your agent is. So you, a lot mm-hmm. of models think that it's just it's their job and let them do their job, which of course is true. But they should realize that you also have the you know, the freedom. You have the freedom to call your agent up and say, "Hey, what's my month look like?" Who, what are you working on for me? What should I be doing? You can ask, you can call, they're there for you, right? You can call them mm-hmm. and ask them as many questions as you want. You need to build a relationship think, with them. Yeah, I think some models are scared to do or they just like, they just let them take the wheel, but you should be interested in your career just like they are. And you should make sure also that they're interested in your career and, and doing what you think they need to do to help you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, that's great advice. Um, we are coming to the to the end of our time here, and this has been like an awesome conversation and getting to know you, Chris. And uh, just want to see, you. yeah, likewise. Man, thanks so much for being here. Um, before we go, though, I have a few more questions. Um, is yeah. there any like uh, last words of advice that you would give to somebody listening that's interested in photography or modeling and the arts, I guess, in general? Yeah, uh, my best advice that I could give to any photographer, model, creative is just. Uh, be, have full confidence just in yourself and be you. Don't compare yourself to other people or other creatives in the industry because no one is you. Your vision, your eye is the most important and the more you practice it and the more work you do, the more you put out, the more success you're going to have within yourself, which I feel is the most important. And when you have that success from within and you're confident in what you're doing and you're proud of your work and you're not worrying about other people's opinions or thoughts. And that's when the success and the momentum will start to happen in your career. I feel like a lot of times creators get discouraged because they're not getting that immediate validation with Mm -hmm. either Instagram likes or comments or 
putting out a photo and not having a million emails in their inbox. And it's not about that. It's just about staying consistent with yourself and uh, continuing to do what you love. And you never know who's watching you. Right. Because for the most part, at least from my experience, the jo- I've gotten jobs where I had no idea a client was looking, was watching my work until they decided to email me and be like, hey, we've been noticing, you've been putting out all this great work lately, we'd love to set something up. So you never know, all, of, all the time and energy and effort you're putting into your craft and into your, into your passion and career is going to pay off. It may not be immediate, and maybe a week from now, maybe a year, five years from now, you never know what impact your work is having on society and on the world. So just keep doing you and keep following your dreams and your passions. And once you do that or while you're doing that, that's when the true feel like love and universal payback will start to play. Oh, that's amazing. I love that. Just Get be yourself. In there. Do what you love. <laughs> Yeah, just do what you love. Man, that's amazing. Um, I usually like to do like some rapid fire questions at the end. I don't really have too many, but I am curious. Like in Chicago, <laughs> okay. uh, what what is your your favorite place to eat? <laughs> favorite place to eat? Uh, yeah. I go to Earl's Kitchen and Bar a lot. And what what what's the, what do you love about them? Um, just because they have a very vast uh, menu. I should say they have everything from like sushi to steaks to like lobster ravioli to amazing drinks and great like plant-based uh, menu items. So nice. they pretty much like cater to everybody and it's a great location. Are you a deep, the restaurant's great. Are you deep dish pizza fan? Deep dish pizza? Yeah. yeah. Nice. I'm a deep dish pizza fan. I imagine Chicago's got some good pizza. No, yeah. no, no. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> kidding. Chicago's gonna come for you for saying that. Yeah, <laughs> you're no, welcome sorry. back in Chicago, Hanson. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, um, and then I guess last but not least, like where where can people find you? What are your websites and your social media handles? All right, so my website is www.christophermars.net, and that's Mars with two R's. And then my Instagram, my photography Instagram handle is at Christopher Mars. And my modeling Instagram is at Mars underscore the underscore Martian. Awesome. And I'm pretty much, that, that's where I'm the most active is Instagram, my website. I'm trying to be more active on Twitter. Twitter is so hard. Um, yeah, Twitter is really hard to be active. I feel like, <laughs> especially for, I, I don't know if it's just me, just because I'm a visual person and I feel like, there's just words so i don't know but my twitter is mars the martian as well if anyone wants to follow me there yeah. you can do photos on twitter i know you can but i feel like it's just harder yeah the they dialogue less, the kids so it's probably easier there. for your your fine art stuff true this is very true well i guess i just need to be better follow christopher mars on twitter and start the conversation ask him about yes. his photography yeah Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, and what can we what can we look forward to this year in twenty twenty with uh with your photography and modeling? Uh, Is there anything you can honestly dish out? Everything. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> photography. I'm just creating content and content, and I'm just I'm trying to go back to my fine art type of ways. Mm-hmm. So I did the whole like fashion industry and modeling industry and being very about the subjects but now i'm going back to my roots and where my true passion is and the fine art world and getting more creative with my work again so you can look forward to that and modeling just follow along the dream it is follow along with me for my fitness for tips tricks and modeling anything related to modeling just check me out yeah and you just have to wait and see do it. I highly recommend it, everyone. <laughs> Check him out. Christopher Mars. Man, thank, thank you, you so much for being on the podcast. And thank you, Hanson, for co-hosting and being here with us also. Uh, it's really fun to yes, kind thank of- Thank you uh, for having me. Yeah, very much. Um, looking forward to, yeah, watching over the next year and beyond and seeing all of your creative ideas come to fruition. 
All right. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Booked on Singency. Thank you to our guests, Christopher Mars and Hanson Walker. Thanks to Tent Management. And thank you for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at singency.ig and Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. And now TikTok at Singency. Yep, I said it. We have a TikTok. It's going to be interesting to kind of navigate that platform and figure out what we can do. Um, But we have one video up, so go check it out. Leave us some feedback. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you would like to see. Um, We have a bunch more content coming on uh, Instagram and Facebook and our blog, of course, over the next coming weeks. And um, hope everyone is doing well, staying safe, staying productive, um, and staying healthy. Uh, hit, hit us up on any of our social media platforms and leave us a comment, send us a DM, let us know how you're doing and what you would like to see or if uh, there's any way that we at Singency can help you out. Um, we're always here for you and uh, would love to do as much as we can. Um, so thanks again and we'll see you next time. <laughs>